Welcome to Relationship Psych, the podcast, helping you understand how love turns to anger and even hate. Through the episodes, you will learn how to transform doomed relationships into exciting, intimate, and long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul-crushing love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can learn to create a strong relationship. Relationships Psych, the podcast, is not meant to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any mental health or relational issue. For treatment, talk to a mental health or relationship professional in your area. Five ways to build love maps, the crooks of a solid relationship. In this episode, we're discussing love maps, duh, 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 love maps. What is a love map anyway? It's knowing your partner's inner world and having mental space for their experience and what is going on in their life. We're going to get to know more about these love maps and why they are a foundational part of relationship success. After we understand love maps, let's talk about five ways to build them. Love maps. Like I said, they are knowing your partner's inner world. This is not a one and done. You need to update your partner's love map, your love map of your partner, in your mind as your partner changes and grows. Having a rich love map means gathering, collecting, and staying up to date about the important information in your partner's lives. The stories, the excitements, the stresses, and the strains. We keep up with each other's major life events, their history, and know things like how they want the kitchen to be cleaned, their favorite salad dressing, their favorite TV show, their best friends, their secret wishes, and desires. Without these things, we don't really know our partner. Creating a deep emotional and intimate connection is built on a deep knowing. Couples that have a detailed and rich knowing of each other are equipped to deal with stressors outside of their relationship and the conflict inside their relationship. Couples that thrive even under stress, strain, and conflict usually have a protected relationship because their inner love maps are so freaking strong. They keep up to date on these love maps and they can talk to their partner about what they're thinking and feeling. Their relationships are more solid and stable and able to weather difficult storms. When we think about feeling heard and understood, it's not just in the context of difficult conversations that we want to be known. It's in the day-to-day things of knowing just who we are. In the previous episode, how to, leave, how to finally get him to listen to you. We hear the stories of five women, their emotional reactions to not being heard. This is the story of Nicole, and we hear her say the following. Nicole explains, it's like he closed the door on me. I used to try to open the door and connect with him. It was like I would get my hopes up and maybe this time he would listen. Over time, I learned he just doesn't listen to me, and so I closed the door. The door's been closed for a really long time, and I don't even know how to open it anymore. It just feels like there's so much distance between us, and I don't even feel like what I have to say matters. I've just started living my own life. 
that deep down, it's like a small shame in me. I started to wonder if there's something wrong with me. Nicole and Ron used to have strong love maps. As conflict happened in their lives, and after she had a major illness, they lost the connection in their relationship. They stopped having a deep knowing of each other. Nicole feels like Ron doesn't even know her, like she's like he's closed the door. This happens when they're in conflict. He just walks away. She feels like he doesn't even want to know her at all. How she feels the most pain is when she was going through her illness. He never asked how she was feeling. She was struck that strangers and other people that she knew well and didn't know well asked how she was feeling and took interest in her recovery. Ron never seemed to ask. Laying in her bed alone in pain, in the days she would wonder what's wrong with her that he doesn't seem to care. What's wrong with them? And what does that mean for their relationship? Ron and Nicole were so disengaged when they came to see me. They wanted to talk about major issues in their relationship, but we couldn't start there. I had a sense right away. Well, not just a sense. I did an assessment, (laughs) so I knew where we should start. But I had the sense of knowing that they didn't know each other. And so if we dove into their major, major issues without the sense of knowing or an openness to know each other or more positives in their relationship, they were going to have a really difficult time working through everything. Rather than starting out in the hard places of their relationship, our treatment started out with it, with them just getting to know each other's inner worlds again. Well, I gave them interventions used based on the Gottman method and relationship science. So we're going to talk about those today. In addition to talking about those, I'm going to share some of the interesting things they came up with on their own that enhance these interventions. I thought it was awesome because they showed a deep inner knowing of each other, their relationships, and how to build their love map knowledge in a way that worked better for their relationship than things I could give them. So in this episode, I'm going to describe the things I suggested to them and what they came out with. We're going to start out with the things I suggested. Let's dive in to the five ways to build love maps. The first way to build love map I suggested was from the Gottman Method, the love map game. Now, if you've ever heard of the book, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work, practical guide from the country's foremost relationship expert by John Gottman and Nan Silver. There's a game on pages 52, 53, 54, 55. And in this game, you get to know different things about each other. I'll give you a sample of some of the questions In this game, you actually score it. So there's a slight edge of competition, although it's not a competition. It's just like to make it more fun. Here are some of the things that they ask you in this game. So the first question is name my two closest friends. Number 10, who's my favorite relative? Number 21, what kind of present would I like best? Number 29, my favorite getaway places. Number 38, my least favorite relative. Number 41, my favorite TV show. Number 42, which side of the bed do I prefer? And number 60, which sport team is my favorite? What you'll notice in these is these are just little things about small details of each other's lives. But these are the ways we get to know each other, teeny tiny things over time. These are the things we can just tune out and disregard, but they actually matter. For example, I know that during the football season, my partner is busy on Sundays, and it's not a day I should ask him for almost anything. I also know there are certain football teams that I'm more likely to have my partner engage with me, and there's other football teams if he's watching, he's gonna be busy. I know his inner world, and I know that he loves the Seattle Seahawks. Well, I know very little about football, and you wouldn't catch me spending my entire day watching football on Sundays 
I respect that he loves football and takes great delight in joining it. Well, I'm probably not going to wrap my head around watching it myself. I give him Sundays to watch to watch football, especially if the Seattle Seahawks are on. This is how I demonstrate my knowing of his inner world, and I hope that he pays attention to the small details of my life as well. It lets me do the things that are important to me, even if he doesn't see the value. Many couples find that they do feel connected, intimacy, pleasure, and just have a lot of genuine fun by asking the kind of questions you would ask someone on a first date. It's important to continue to update these kinds of questions as we go through challenges, changes, and just grow in life so we can grow together, not apart. The second strategy for continuing to build love maps is asking open-ended questions. You've heard me talk about open-ended questions a lot. If you've listened to episode 26 of the podcast titled Emotional Intimacy, A Simple Strategy That Builds Connection, we talk about using questions to create known, knowing. We all want to be got, seen, known, acknowledged by our partners. This is at the crux of connection. When we take time to ask thoughtful questions, not just how was your day, we will get different answers. The goal is to really listen to your partner, to know their inner world, even if you disagree. Questions provide a prompt and a topic that paves the path for how to open up. If you want to know more about your partner, ask different questions. We get into the monotony of asking the same questions every day, so we get the same questions every day. And I'm amazed at how people are amazed that I can get their partner to open up. They ask what I do as if it's some sort of magic. I tell them the secret sauce is to remain neutral, validating, and ask questions. Questions are everywhere. Hit the search engine and type in things like 50 first date questions. You're going to get a lot of information. If we go back to the Gottmans, they have a great app called Card Decks. It contains a number of different prompts and card decks that help couples have conversations. There's one called Love Maps, which we just went over, and there's another called Open-Ended Questions. Another one is called Opportunity or Date Night. Well, there's a lot of them you could use to build your love maps. If you head into the Open-Ended Card Decks, you're going to see a number of questions that don't require a yes or no answer. Rather, the questions start with questions with words like what, how come, help me understand, to elicit more information to get your partner to speak about their experience. I introduced the card deck to Nicole and Ron. They were physically present in my office, so I handed them actual cards. I could see Ron's face kind of twinge as if he was looking at me thinking, I'm really paying you $250 to look at a card deck. (laughs) I could see the skepticism all over him. I'm okay with that. Within 20 minutes, Ron could see that it was worthwhile. His takeaway at the end of session was that many was that couples therapy isn't always about hashing things out and looking at what is wrong. Rather, you can gain a lot of connection by looking at what is right. He explained it was so much easier to talk to Nicole when he wasn't in trouble or felt like he was doing something wrong. To our surprise, he expressed that when Nicole was sick, part of the reason he stayed away is because he felt so powerless, like he couldn't help her. He explained that the card decks provided a platform, paved the way for him to get to know her better, and finally he wasn't doing something wrong or in trouble. The third thing in our five ways to grow love maps is to share who you are. You share who you are. As we change and grow in our beliefs, values, expectations, as we go through different things in life, 
we're always changing in our minds. And it's important to come up with some sort of coherent negative about who we are so we can share it with our partner. But if we never tell our partner who we are or how we've changed or what we're thinking, there's no way they can know this on their own. I mean, of course they observe our behavior, but they interpret it to mean what they think it means, not always what it actually means. Again, in the book, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work, there's a great exercise described in this book called Who Am I? It's awesome. It takes couples through their triumphs and strivings, their personal injuries, emotional and physical, and how they've healed. How they respond to emotions now and in their family of origins, their missions and legacies that they hope to have, and they outline their personal statements for who they want to be or what their headstone would read if they died, and also who the person they want to become is. Ron and Nicole, although they liked some exercises, they looked at this one and did not like it. (laughs) That's okay. It's not for everybody. However, Ron explained he wanted this to feel a bit more natural and not so formal. He had to hang up on some of the things in there. So he suggested that he and Nicole go on a date where they enjoy a glass of wine over a meal on a patio and they just share more about their childhoods. Nicole thought they needed a little bit more structure. So they both agreed they would write down five stories from their childhoods and five things as well about their dreams and wishes for who they wanted to be one day. They both agreed that they would not comment, disagree, or argue about the other person sharing, just really focus on getting to know who the other person was. I share this story with you to help you understand that while there is a template or a guide, you can modify it to fit your relationship, just like Ron and Nicole did. What helped them was starting out with some guided activities to follow, but as they became familiar with the skills, it was easier for them to use the guides in a loose way that they adapted to their unique relationship. The next two things that I'm going to share with you about other ways to build love maps are things Nicole and Ron came up with on their own. Ron had a really sarcastic, dry, and inappropriate humor at times. This is one of Ron's best and worst qualities that he really wanted Nicole to understand. At times, Ron could be the life of of the party and have them both howling with laughter. But at times, these comments could be inappropriate, um, hurtful, And, you know, they were really cringed upon, especially during the racial protests that were going on in early 2020. These things could spark a major fight. Although Ron didn't mean to hurt or insult people, at times he did. But it was still important to him that Nicole was open-minded to his sense of humor and open-minded to making it work for their relationship. And he agreed if she was willing to know him better, he would work on being more appropriate in front of certain people. One of Ron's suggestions was for him and Nicole to update their inner worlds using card games or board games. So here is the fourth way that you could possibly try to increase your love maps. Buy some games that you can play to increase your sense of knowing somebody. Ron was tired of the therapy games, so he decided to create his own way to build love maps and suggested that they buy games they enjoyed. Ron and Nicole both agreed to purchase two board games each with a focus on getting to know each other, and they agreed they would play one game per week for a few months. They had to modify some of the rules to make them a two-player game. Ron's two card games fit his personality. Ron purchased games he had played many times at parties. The first one he purchased was Cards Against Humanity. He thought this was a great idea because it matched his dry wit and inappropriate humor. He also purchased Dirty Minds. He thought that if Nicole could play, she would have a greater sense of his inner world and would have, and he would have a better sense of her and maybe they could understand each other's humor a little better. Nicole, on the other hand, did not 
purchase games that match dry wit and humor. She purchased games that were a bit more feeling-oriented or proper. She picked table topics and the empathy card game. With COVID stopping their typical date nights, they found a new normal of dates, occasionally playing games with other couples online or in the park. They both found this informal way of getting to know each other really enhanced their bond. While these games are certainly not for everybody, (laughs) certainly they're not for everybody, but they are for some people. Ron found this was a way that allowed him to safely express his thoughts and feelings and playful disposition. Nicole felt connected to Ron in a new way by turning towards his his humor and accepting him. The more she did that, the more he opened to her empathetic side and also talked about feelings. The fifth strategy is another one that Ron and Nicole came up with. It's listening or reading books together and discussing them. Ron and Nicole explained they listened to a podcast where they heard Lori and Chris Harder reading Secrets of a Millionaire Mind together in bed. They asked if I thought this would be a good idea to increase their love maps. I agreed it would be. Ron and Nicole were going to drive across Canada on a COVID summer vacation. They both agreed to download an audiobook that fit their personality that they would both listen to and discuss together. Ron, <laughs> true to his personality, chose The Subtle Art of Giving a F asterisk UCK by Mark Manson. Nicole chose Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson. When they got back from their trip, they reported their results to me. They both reported that they would not have chosen the other person's book on their own, but they did enjoy the content and they had great conversations about it. In combination with the books, they whipped out the Gottman Card Deck app and used the open-ended questions on their drive to deepen their knowledge about the other person's experience and what they liked, didn't like, and all other questions about the books. There are so many ways to create love maps. You can do it like using evidence-based strategies, like those provided by John Gottman and Nan Silver in the book, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work. Or you can be creative and generate ideas that fit your personality and your unique relationship. The key is to be accepting, open-minded, and curious about your partner. Get to know them without judgment. Truly get to know them and understand their inner world. If you need help with how to communicate, check out episode 16 on Relationships Like the Podcast, the communication mistake that is preventing you from being heard and how to fix it. All right, we've gone over five ways to build love maps, the crux of solid relationships. I hope you have a better understanding of what a love map is. And gosh, I hope you get creative and figure out how to just create that sense of knowing for your unique relationship. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.